Welcome to the Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Gerilyn Power. I believe now more than ever, women are being called to freedom. The scales have fallen from our eyes and we are coming back home to our power. Love is guiding our choices and the days of hiding are over. This podcast and our community will inspire you to see just how powerful you really are. I'll be sharing my tips to help you move through fears, take congruent action, and become limitless in your earning and your impact. Chasing success and fulfillment can leave us tired and stressed about our future and our finances. A loophole of wondering why things just can't seem to work themselves out. It is possible to break free of archaic beliefs about how we're here to live, parent, lead, and earn. There is a foundation that freedom lies on, and it's called grace. And for women especially, it's time that we allow her to really take the lead. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. What I wanted to do today was actually a part two of my 2020 forecast. So two weeks ago on the last episode, I talked about what I am sensing from a deep intuitive level is going to come up for some people in 2020. Okay. And um, this is part two because more kind of came through (laughs) for me. So in part one, just to recap a little bit, in in case um, you didn't listen, this is going to be like a 20-second recap, but in case you didn't listen and you're curious, I talked a little bit about how I feel like there's this underdeveloped side to the self-help slash leadership slash influencer wellness slash spiritual space. And I think that underdeveloped side is going to be challenged in 2020. I talked about how certain things worked to kind of get us where we are, but, you know, we still don't know what we don't know. And a big part of 2020 is breaking down harmful uh, conditioning, deeply rooted cultural conditioning that's been around for a long time and it's just showing up in different ways. And so sometimes being in the wellness space or the spiritual space or the influencer space, we think we have it all figured out, but that's a dangerous place to be is what I talked about. Okay. Um, And so I kind of put this call out to say, you know, can we afford to continue to have this know-it-all attitude uh, as if we have the answers already figured out? Because I mean, if we did... I don't know. I don't know if we'd be seeing some of what we're seeing right now, right? So um, I also talked about exploring a little bit of what I could call the law of rhythm. I'm actually going to have a friend coming up on the show. She's a beautiful mystical teacher. You guys are going to die listening to her. I'm so excited. And she teaches about law. Okay, so if you've ever heard the great Bob Proctor talk about the law of vibration, um, if you've ever heard one of my favorite teachers, Carolyn Mace, talks about how God is law. That's a very deep, deep um, 
teaching. It can take a lot of unwinding, again, from what we've been taught traditionally to see that. So anyways, there are these seven laws. This comes from, um, well, I'll let her explain when she comes on the show. But basically, there's the law of rhythm, which says that we're not actually meant to be in this like beautiful flow state all the time and love and light all the time. And again, sometimes the way that we have been leading over the past 10 years in some of these industries, it's definitely not intentional. I've done this, but we can, you know, put the, put, put masks on. And that's what we're going to talk about today is masks. We can put these masks on like, oh my gosh, like I'm such an empowered leader. I've, I've created this in my life or my health. And, um, we act as if it's all about being in the light. And if someone's not in that place, it can come across like we're putting a shame blanket on them. And so the law of rhythm says that it's not just the light, but the dark. There's, there's, there's also like the law of polarity, which is like the masculine and the feminine. You know, um, a big part of the divine feminine is actually embracing the dark, right? And so, oh, this is so big. I know I know this is why many people have even come to me and said, Geraldine, I'm so turned off by the online space right now. People who I used to look up to or admire in business, I'm turned off. I've I've had to unfollow this person, even though this person's lovely, but I they're just so happy all the time. <laughs> so funny. And I'm like, it's so interesting how you are being turned off by that. And because what they're telling me is that they're in this place where they're being called to explore not just their light and their passions and what they really desire and what they want to, you know, um, work towards in their business, but they're being called to explore and embrace some of the darkness and some of the things that they're working through. And so again, when we put on this mask of, of perfection or the mask of, oh my gosh, I'm so empowered all the time, it's so not real and it's so not in alignment with the times that we're in. And so it's this idea of unguarding our hearts, okay? We put on masks when we're afraid. We don't want people to see the whole human experience of who we are, the light and the dark. So last week, I talked about unguarding our hearts. This week, I'm going to keep talking about that, but in the form of this concept of putting on a mask. Okay. Um, last week, I also talked about, or two weeks ago, how we're being asked to tap into the collective pain in the world right now. Because if we put on a mask or if we guard our hearts or we're like, nope, 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 I'm love and light all the time. I'm fairies all the time. Everything's perfect. And nobody can get into this place of mine, right? Like when we're overboundaried because we're putting on a mask, um, I think it can be a little bit harmful because we, we, we block pain because we want to guard our hearts, right? But in doing that, we're not feeling into some of the collective issues of our time. And that can actually fuel our greatest work when we tap into that. So that was that was last two weeks ago. Um, and today I want to talk about masks. Okay. So not only do we sometimes guard our hearts, but taking this a step further, another way that we guard up or guard ourselves is we put on a mask. I want to talk about masks and I want to talk about mystics. <laughs> I'll explain what I mean by that in a minute. So I kept seeing this image the last two weeks of masks and this idea of, or this concept of the masks are falling. This has been coming to me. And I think the true light workers, the true love and light workers of our time, that word is thrown around all the time in the online spiritual wellness space. I think the true 
leaders of our time are going to lead from the light and the dark, and they're going to take off any masks. And um, so what is a mask? Here's how I would define it. A mask, again, it's something we put on for protection. It also, it's it's the ego's way sometimes in a really sneaky way, right, to help us avoid the dark spots of our lives or the collective dark spots. Because when we don't go there, we don't grow. This, You guys, this is law. So some of you might be thinking, well, my, my personal development coach told me, like, it's all about love and light all the time. And I'm like, well, that's what I'm saying. Can we get off of our pedestals for a second and take this further? Because there are ancient, beautiful, mystic teachings arising. And oh, dear, they're coming up for a reason. So just like when wearing a Halloween mask, for example, putting on a mask, it's, it's so people can't see who we really are. How many of you guys are feeling this? Either with yourself or with people in your life, okay? Um, we do this so that no one can see the broken parts of us, right? So maybe we wear the mask of perfection, you know, um, or the mask of acceptance. Well, the mask of perfection would stem from our need to be accepted and loved all the time. Like maybe growing up, I don't know, you had a parent who really only gave you love and acceptance when you worked really hard and got all your chores done and did all the things and did X better than your brother Y. And so it's this conditioning that in order to receive love, we have to, you know, do things perfectly or whatever. And so the call for 2020 is especially for people who put on that title <laughs> of like an empowered leader to look at this stuff, right? Um, we put on masks because we don't want people to see the part of us that struggles as well, or the part of us that doesn't know the answer to a tough question, or the part of us that's in like a drought season in our business, or, you know, the part of us that is just dying inside because we just had a baby and we're just dying inside because it's hard, <laughs> you know? Um, and so, before I explain this more, I first want to say, don't freak out because a big part of this work is being really kind and judgmental to ourselves. This work can be really, really tough. Um, I have some notes here. I, oh yeah. I said we can grip so tightly onto our masks, our perceived identity, right? Inst instead of our true nature, which is a big theme for 2020. We grip so tightly, uh, we can become addicted to wearing them. And this can be so hard to see. And people put up, get their back up against the wall, like no one's going to take this mask from me. It's It can be really funny. So one of the things that I think, again, 2020 is going to be about is humor. We actually have to be able to laugh at ourselves and go, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Like I totally wear that mask. This this doesn't have to be like a shame party or a judgment party on ourselves. And if that's what, what comes up for you in listening to this show or when, you know, in any era of your life, let me just give you <clears throat> a quick tip there. This is a whole nother podcast, but I know a lot of people, especially women, struggle with this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um when 
when we identify the fact that we're wearing a mask or when we're looking at the dark spots of our lives, bringing humor to it is a great thing to do because it, it helps you ungrip. Okay. But the other thing, actually, let me just say this, bringing humor to it is great. Think of it like you're holding onto a pencil and you can do this right now. If even if you're driving or if you're whatever you're doing, imagine, close your eyes and imagine you're like oh, gripping a pencil and it feels tight. <laughs> and when you just like, like when you laugh, you kind of like your body relaxes and the pencil falls and you're not gripping so tightly. And this is where we can just see more through the lens of love and humor around <laughs> where some of these dark spots are. But the other thing <clears throat> that's really, really helpful is to, and this is once you've identified the mask, by the way, but the other thing that's really helpful is to look at where where is this coming from? What part of our culture or in what part of our upbringing, which usually if it's our upbringing, usually our parents were under some sort of cultural conditioning. So it takes the blame off of them. So when we look at what part of our conditioning, like what's the villain in, in the cultural conditioning of the world that has been at play that has caused me to put on this mask? And when we do that, it helps us release any of our own shame or guilt or judgment on ourselves. It helps us in a way go, oh my gosh, this isn't really my fault. And I can laugh about this. And then that shame just releases itself from our body. And, and then we kind of get pissed and we're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hold on to this mask anymore. I don't want to avoid the whole human experience of who I am or the cultural conditioning that says I have to grind all the time or I have to be happy all the time or I have to be the perfect mom or whatever, right? So identifying the villain um, is, is, is a big part of how we get our power back. And, I, and again, I wanted to say that right off the hop because I know with my work, I go really deep. I know I lose people and it's normal because this stuff is hard, <laughs> but I, I feel like I can really help people to understand this and to feel held amidst this. If I'm telling you that, you know, um, a, I'm not here bringing this up because I'm judging you, you know, there can, yeah, <laughs> let's just say that. And B it's, it's super empowering to, um, stay present in your body long enough when you're doing this work so that you can allow in the truth around what the conditioning is that has caused you to guard yourself. And then boom, you can just make a choice to release that. Okay. So <laughs> that's that. Let me just pull my notes back up here. Um, okay. <clears throat> so before I explain this more, are we always wearing masks? I had somebody ask me this on Instagram and no, of course not. But, but again, there are inevitably going to be periods of your life when you are in growth. When God, your higher mind is stretching you, when you're in struggle, nobody can avoid struggle. The Again, that is an illusion, <laughs> When people think they can avoid struggle, I'm like, uh-oh, okay, let's see how that goes. Um, so oftentimes when we want to detour around that, we put on a mask. So let's give you, let's give some examples of masks. There's the empowered leader mask. And these are just like ones I've made up, right? You're going to have to, through reflection and inquiry, you're going to have to kind of come to your own conclusion. 
<clears throat> around any mask that you wear. So the empower leader mask is like, I'm so empowered all the time. Like I'm in love and light all the time. Nothing can like love and light is the answer to everything. It's just ridiculous. That one, it, uh, and I've been there. I've so been there. It's, it's this cultural conditioning that says pain is bad. Like you have to avoid pain. You have to avoid your darkness. You have to avoid tough conversations, avoid vulnerability. Vulnerability is weakness, right? There's the good mom mask. <clears throat> so maybe you don't want anyone to know that you struggle or your kid is really struggling or whatever. And so you put on this like good mom mask. Um, you put on the mask of like, it's all good. It's it's all good all the time. Oftentimes it shows up as like nervous laughter or a lot of giggling or, um, you know, I mean, it can show up in so many different ways. You can even start to identify like, how does this show up for me when I put on this mask? Like, what are some of the things that I do in conversation with people to kind of avoid letting anybody really see what's really going on? Um, that's why I say the giggling because it's like, oh yeah, and like this happened and oh, those dang kids, you know, <laughs> when really, and, and, you know, this doesn't mean again that we can't have boundaries and, and maybe, uh, you're not meant to talk about your struggles with everybody. Of course, of course. I'm just saying masking up when we're being called to maybe open up and receive help as a mother or, you know, share with a few sacred people. Okay. You see what I'm saying? In which we would open up to the support and love of God in our lives. Do you see the difference there? Masking up, like I'm, I'm the good mom when really things are falling to pieces. And if we could drop that mask, we could, we could allow support in right? Through embracing the dark. Um, <clears throat> the I never make mistakes mask. The I'm important mask. Like I, sometimes I see people in the business world who create beautiful success and oh my goodness, the beautiful ego takes over and it's like they have to be seen as the person in the front of the room. They walk in late, they take up big space and I'm all about taking up space, but it's for, it can be from a very egotistical place. Like they, in an unhealthy way, they want all eyes on them. They want to be seen as like super important or perfect or whatever it is. Um, yeah. The good teacher mask, right? Um, I shared this one on Instagram and a few teachers reached out and said like, what do you mean? Like, I am a good teacher. Can't I just be a good teacher? Is it always a bad thing? And I was saying, of course, and you likely are a good teacher, but stay with me for, for a second, right? In a time where there are many questions about the health of children and, you know, the state of the bureaucracy that is the public education system, you know, um, all of these things, sometimes teachers can get their back up against the wall and it's like, well, no, I'm a good teacher and I do this and there's nothing wrong. It's like, dude, hold on. <laughs> like, we're not saying there's something specifically wrong with you. A, lo a lot of moms, a lot of parents, a lot of people in the world are fed up and are asking deeper questions because they they are compassionate and they care about kids and the state of the world and this and that. Um, and so people will put on this, well, I'm a good teacher mask. And like, don't you dare question me. Instead of looking into the dark spots or being able, being courageous enough, being compassionate enough to be courageous and go oh, like, this is a huge problem. This is a huge problem. You know what I'm saying? And again, creating and being a part of the change from that place, going to your principal, going to the board, going here and saying, we do, we need to, we need, we need to talk about this. We need to, you know what I'm saying? Because the people are the only ones who ever create change in the world. And so we give our power away when we put on these masks. Okay. A few more examples. 
the A-plus student mask, the highly educated fill-in-the-blank mask. You know, many people who are highly educated, they don't want to ever be seen as vulnerable or making a mistake or so they, 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 they hold back on creating because if they're not seen as that, and again, if this is you, if you identify with that, it's like, whoa, oh my gosh, I'm wearing that mask. Like I need to always be seen as the highly educated nurse or whatever. And holy crap. Wow. Okay. Where does that cultural conditioning stem from? Were you always told as a child that by, by your parents, that education is the only way to success? Where did that stem from? Like peel back the layers. Did that stem from their parents who grew up in a time where you needed that type of education to succeed? Was it like, you know what I'm saying? Like, take it back. Where did the conditioning come from? Is this your true nature or is this your mask? Okay. Um, Anyways, there's so many. I, f- I feel like with those examples, it's enough for you to be able to maybe even pause right now and go, okay, <laughs> what masks am I wearing and why? What am I afraid of if I really share my true identity with the world? Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm just looking at my notes. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about this now. Undoing our masks. So why is this so important that we take them off? Well, everybody preaches authenticity, blah, 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 blah. Taking off our masks is the journey of the mystic right now. It's the journey of the true light worker. And undoing that, it's how we fully come back home to our true nature. Okay. And it's how we mobilize the true light workers of our time, which I think is the mystic archetype. I use the word archetype as, you know, when you think about the soul journey of an individual, we are all here with a purpose. And there are people who are meant to be athletes. So you could, you know, say the athlete um, <clears throat> archetype or whatnot. It's a term. Um, well, Carolyn Mace has a great book on archetypes, if you're curious. And and she talks about, you know, honoring your soul journey and and who you're here to be. And so there's different archetypes. And so <clears throat> I believe part of the goal for 2020 and part of my personal goal is to mobilize the mystic archetype. You know, mystics, um, I'm just going to say it. They are, they are the people and many of them are women who are here to heal themselves so deeply, like to come back home to their true nature, which is love. We all say things like the past 10 years in the personal growth industry, like God is love and blah, blah. But what does that mean? What does that mean? Right? So to come back home to who we truly, truly are and to unwind from all of the BS conditioning that again, it's fine. No judgment. We, we kind of, with where we were in history, we had to be there. But now the call is for many of us to awaken at such a quickened pace. Oh my gosh, you guys, we can't ignore this. So the people who do that deep work, right? You become, I believe, you embody this mystic archetype when you do that work. And then you naturally, from that place of pure love within you, because you you start to just embody the divine itself. I mean, everybody has God's love and divinity within them. But when we're we're wearing masks, 
dude, you can go on Instagram all you want or show up to a party and, and with a love and light t-shirt. People are going to start to see through it because the mask is covering the real love and light. Guys, oh my gosh, this is this is good. Okay. <laughs> so when you start to step into this divinity and this mystic archetype, archetype takes over, here's what happens. You naturally and pretty much effortlessly start to support others in their healing. It's not this fake BS, you know, one-sided love and light chatter anymore because that's leading others astray. You start to effortlessly support others in their healing through your example and your presence alone. Okay? It's not like, here's how I learned how to drink green smoothies or use my, you know, um, whatever tools that I've developed in my life. Like, that's all good. I'm just saying it goes deeper than that. It is a deep undoing, unwinding from cultural norms. This is not for the faint of heart. Like, this, this is not for the people who think that they're already transcended in some way. Okay. Um, This is deep healing of ancestral patterns and masks that have been carried or passed on, expectations that have been passed down. It's a deep healing in your DNA and in your cells. Okay. And there must be deep presence in your life. People who have a hard time being present in their body will struggle with this. So the mystic becomes such a vessel of light through this. But again, it's because they were first in acceptance of their light and their dark. The law of polarity, the law of rhythm. Ha ha. Okay. It's not actually just to add on to that. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could cry saying this because this has been a big part of my journey. It's learning to not judge that process for yourself too. Like I have been in such a deep state over the past year of learning to love myself through the light and the dark, through the light and the dark. And you eventually get to this place. I'm like right there, which is why I'm teaching this where you start to love, deeply love all parts of yourself. You don't need to be some transcended, freaking raw, vegan, green smoothie, everything is perfect in my life person to love yourself. You love all of yourself right freaking now. Are you hearing me? Okay. Um, <laughs> so when that happens... When that happens and you honor the law of rhythm in your life and the ebbs and the flow, you inevitably get called into this deeper healing and um, you naturally start to become a healer for others wherever you go. Let me give you an example. And I swear this happened to me a few weeks ago so I could tell you guys this story. So recently I found a new massage therapist, okay? And um, a friend recommended her. I went to her house. Have you guys ever been in the presence of somebody who they hold such an energy of that light and, and truth in their own life that, again, just their presence alone 
encourages you to go inwards and not even in a judgmental way and like a loving way. And sometimes they barely even do anything. You're just in conversation with them. (laughs) And I don't mean somebody who wears a mask of like, I'm so special or I'm a healer. Like I'm a deep healer and I'm going to, but it's like, it's from that transcended place, not like they haven't fully learned to love and embrace themselves, the love and the light and the love and the dark part of themselves. There's a difference, right? So I recently had this massage and this woman does massage the physical body and she does some energy work, but you could tell that's not all she did, right? Like this woman was a mystic. I, I knew it the moment I stepped into her house because I felt it. I just felt, ah, I felt safe. No idea who this person was, was showing up to a home I'd never been to. You'd think I'd be a little bit on edge. I walked in and it was like, ah. <laughs> By the way, you could be in the presence of a mystic if, and you might not be able to feel that sense of like, I think, love and safety or held if you are so afraid of this work, you sometimes you could just turn around and like run away. Myst, mystics, here's what happens. Mystics tend to actually naturally have very high boundaries. I know this has happened to me as I've been like shifting into this archetype in my own life. I have noticed the people who are not willing to do this work with me, this work of reciprocity, meaning I will hold space for you. I will do the work of a mystic because <laughs> it just naturally comes up like in, in conversations with people. Um, the people who don't want to do that, they're turned off from me. It's very interesting. Even people that I used to chat with in business or I used to have a relationship with, it's like some of them have kind of fallen away and 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 some that's aligned for that to happen, but some I'm like, nope. So that happens too. It's so funny. Um, anyways, So the moment I walked into this woman's home, I felt it. I just, my shoulders softened. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And we started chatting before the massage and without her even asking questions with much depth, she just asked a few questions to get to know me. I started talking about why I was there and some of the tension I was feeling in my back, but I immediately started telling her, you know, I know that I have to be a part of my own healing as well. Like you can massage my physical body, but here's where I feel like I need to go to work in terms of some of the conditioning that's happening in my life to help release this tension. I just started telling her about that. And she said, Geraldine, we're going to get along great because I don't like to massage people who are not aware of that. You know, she goes, I used to massage people who came in with the same problems all the time and there was no reciprocity. And so the energy was off. And so she said, I will be here to help you with this. And I love that you're clear on what you need to do. And so we ended up having the most amazing experience, um, just chatting about those things. I had a physical, emotional release. Sorry, I had an emotional release on her massage table. I mean, it was insane. Okay. But this is what mystics do. Oh, so, um, but again, it's taking off any of those masks where then you're almost like forced to look within at all parts of your soul and where you're being beckoned 
for that awakening, where you're being asked to merge the light and the dark, to love yourself amidst all of it. So, you know, over the past five years, I think we've done what we've been here to do, or yeah, we've done what we've been called to do, but there has been this part of many of us collectively that just wants to escape some of the dark. And we want to put ourselves on some sort of like pedestal that says, I've got it all figured out. That's not real. And so to finish today, what masks are you wearing? How does this limit your connection with people? How does this limit your ability to receive real help in? How does this limit your ability to just be open up to the divinity of the light that wants to really shine through you? Because you've been courageous enough and brave enough to not judge yourself when you take off these masks, but to love yourself fully for the true divinity of who you are, the light, the dark, and potentially the mystic that wants to come through that and support others. That's it, guys. We'll keep chatting on this and more coming up. Lots of love.